end. <laughs> okay. Welcome, everybody. We are continuing our interviews with some of my favourite people. And today I have the lo a lovely lady called Kim Cousins, who is a fellow author, coming all the way from uh, Queensland today. Is it nice up there weather-wise, Miss Kim? It's a little bit cool today. The sunshine is shining, of course. That's all that really matters. But, uh, yeah, look, we've, we've, the weather has finally cooled down, which I'm quite thankful about. Uh, a little bit of a cool breeze, but um, the sunshine's beautiful. Beautiful. You're, that's great. We have, uh, yes, it's gone into autumn now. And I used to live up in Queensland um, when I worked on Dunk Island, and that was always weird to go through um, winter when it was, you know, not much warmer than our summer down here in Phillip Island. So uh, we are today going to be chatting to you about your wonderful new book, uh, your first book, I believe. Yes, that's right. Selling with Heart. Yeah. And um, so, yes, do you want to uh, start by sharing with us, I guess, um, maybe I should do your little bio. Maybe I oh, should do maybe, maybe. <laughs> I was like, what am I doing first again? I got all caught up in the questions that I want to ask you and I hadn't even introduced you properly. So um, Kim is a, a beautiful trainer, facilitator, coach and author now, which is amazing. And she has, um, you know, been empowering salespeople and entrepreneurs and sales leaders to like cut through the hype and bring back that heart-based connection that smart sales are built from and empowering them to grow their business with authenticity and trust. And uh, that was what attracted me to you when I first uh, heard your little spiel that you did about the book. Um, and Kim is one of um, Ocean Reef Publishing's authors as well, which is why we connected with each other. And uh, she's been um, enabling success and developing people in the area of sales and marketing, communication and leadership for 20 years. So she really knows her stuff. And uh, one of the things that is really cool is she draws on her background in that you know, sales area and she also uses evidence-based psychometric assessments to train and coach and mentor her clients. And uh, she's really in, you know, involved in that being self-aware and having people learn how to be self-aware so that um, you know, they can be equipped with practical knowledge content and tools to, that they need to leverage their strengths and ease them into that sales space with, um, you know, less fear and less, um, yeah, less apprehension, I guess, um, I would say. So, um, yeah, what was your, um, you know, motivation to write the uh, Selling With Heart book? Yeah, look, the motivation behind that is is exactly as you sort of described, is that I wanted to help people uh, not be fearful of selling. So um, if you're running a business or you are working in a business, you have to sell. You know, to be successful, you have to some way sell. But even in your personal life, you, you, there are, you sell every day. You sell, um, you know, decisions about what to have for dinner, where to go on holidays, what car to buy, what house to buy, you know, all of those sorts of things are, you know, your ideas and your thoughts, you know, you still sell them to friends and family. Um, and in a business, you need to to sell. But then people, you know, selling, some people think selling's a dirty word. Mm. So in my book, I talk, 
you know, I cover a lot about what else you can do that is not what we traditionally think selling is. Mm. The, the second-hand car dealership kind of thing. Yeah, that, that bad <laughs> stereotype that we've probably all experienced and that unfortunately Hollywood has um, sensationalised to some extent with movies like The Wolf of Wall Street, which I hate that movie with a passion. But I guess to answer your question properly, you know, what inspired me to actually write it? And it was, you know, I've, I've had this career in sales and, and sales training and, and I've had lots of training myself, you know, lots of development programs. And I've been on the receiving end of some amazing learning programs. And, um, you know, I've read lots of books and been to just so many different um, sessions that not everybody has had the same uh, you know, that same sort of support mentoring that I've had. And so when I decided to move to Queensland and I'd left Sydney, the corporate world, um, I was out networking amongst some fantastic, lovely women in business networking groups. And I mean, I don't just work with women, but you know, that's who I tended to meet. And I was at one particular networking event and we were in a church hall and one evening and we were sitting around um, a big table and the idea was that each person would stand up and introduce themselves and talk about their business and so as we went around we got to a, a young woman who was sitting there and she said oh do I have to stand up oh, you know I hate talking about myself and everyone said no 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 stand up it's all safe we're really friendly so she reluctantly stood up and she said I can't sell I hate selling and everyone sort of said look just introduce yourself what do you do she said her name was Mary Smith I actually can't remember her name but she said I'm a beautician and I thought okay yeah lots of beauticians around and she said oh look that's that's it that's all I can't say anymore and I thought I'd better ask her a question so I asked what is it that you love about being a beautician and she said oh well I love to transform my clients I said, well, tell me more. What do you mean? She said, well, when they walk in to my home salon, you know, often they've just dropped off the kids, you know, they've had to chase the dog, you know, whatever it is, they're a little bit stressed and they walk in and, you know, I, I had some lovely music and a cup of tea and we have a bit of a chat and, and I have the treatment with her. And as she walks out, she she's transformed. You know, she's changed her mood. She's feeling more confident, more at ease, and, and she's ready to face her day. And... You know, we asked her a few more questions about that. And I said to her, I said, how did that feel? She said, that, that felt fine. And I said, you're very passionate about what you do. You really love what you do. She said, yes. And I said, you've sold me. Mm. No, I need your business card because I think I need to come and see you because <laughs> you're, you're, it's not about the facial or the eyelashes or whatever it is. It's all about what, what you could do for me when I walk out the door and how you make me feel. Yep. And so at that point, I thought I need to put, I, I have so much value that I can um, bring to people in business who haven't had all that corporate training that I have that can help them uh, feel really natural about, it's not selling, but but sharing their yes. passion yes. about what they do, how, you know, what they do for their clients and, and why Mm. They do what they do. And so I knew I wanted to write a book. I knew that one day I'd write a book. And, and so I decided that that's what I would write my book about. But also it was really the, at that same point that I started my business. And, um, you know, I knew I wanted to, to help people be better at their own business, essentially. Mm. Yep. So that was it. 
Fantastic. That's great. I, I love that um, that whole concept of, like you say, sharing your passion rather than thinking of it as selling. Absolutely. You know, selling is not a dirty word, but if, if you can't get over the fact that selling can still feel like a dirty word to a lot of people, then I just say to people, don't sell. Don't, don't, don't sell for, in the traditional sense. Uh, what you're there to do is to, to help people improve their lives, improve their business or improve the lives of their family or whatever it is. At the end of the day, you're there to help someone do something. Yeah, definitely. <clears throat> Excuse me. <laughs> I've got a little frog in my throat. <laughs> so it, it's um, and that's interesting about the um, the the fear that people have about putting themselves out there is a big one. Would you say that's the number one fear, like being seen and putting yourself out there? Yeah. Look, the the fear comes from uh, you know, fear of there's a couple of fears salespeople have. A lot of salespeople fear rejection mm. is one thing. Um, when a customer says no, they feel rejected. But in actual fact, it's the customer is saying no to what it is that you're trying to sell. They're not actually rejecting you. And so that's one fear. The other fear is, is exactly what you said, is that fear of coming across as pushy or salesy or aggressive. We, we don't like being on the receiving end of that. And so we don't like to think that we are the ones that are portraying that. And so, yeah, look, all throughout my book, there's two things. It's, it's a reluctant, someone who's reluctant to sell. I, I'm encouraging them to sell, but sell in a way that feels really natural and um, nice and passionate, like the beautician. In, you know, she was selling, but she didn't know she was selling it, and I didn't feel like she was selling. That's really, at the end of the day, it was building business without without that um, the bad stereotype. Yeah. So you, you help people to feel like they can talk about themselves and their passion, and which then translates into the sale, if that makes sense. So it's like the sale is the end point rather than thinking about the sale being. Yes. Yeah. Look, so pe so people, they sort of say, well, what do I say? What do I do? You know, um, some people say, look, you know, just, just show me the process of what I need to do. Well, before we can talk about the practical steps, there's a whole lot of, there's a, there's a lot of mindset that goes on be, be, before that. Yep. And it's, it's all about confidence. And so people saying that they can't, stand up and talk about themselves yet there's a lack of confidence there mm. and sometimes it all it, it all it takes is for you know a mentor or a family member or a friend to say no 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 you're really good at what you do mm. all you have to do is, is talk about what you know you're not actually talking about trying to talk about something you don't know mm. what is you're talking about what you know to be true of your own superpower or your own passion mm that you're bringing to the table. Yes. And so it's really, it's so much easier to talk about something we know a lot about. Yep. And we know a lot about ourselves. We do know a lot about ourselves. <laughs> we, we know the most about ourselves than anybody. <laughs> the other thing is people say, well, I don't, they sort of, that lack of confidence about what to say in a selling situation. The one thing I sort of say is, well, we don't say anything. Mm. You're, you're there to ask questions of your customer. Mm. Um, so ask a question and just listen. And then you're not, you don't actually have to say much at all because what you really want to hear from the customer 
is about the problem that they have or, mm. or the outcome that they are hoping to achieve. Yeah, that you might be able to solve. That, that you might be able to solve for them because if they're telling you about something that you can't help them with, then you're not going to be able to sell them anything anyway. And so if they're not the right customer and you've determined that by asking them questions, well, then you sort of say, look, you know, I'm not the right person to help you yeah. right now. And that's, 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 that's how you not be pushy. You're not trying to push something <laughs> onto them. <laughs> that they don't need or want. Yes. And isn't that interesting when you do that? And, you know, I've had occasions where I've asked a few questions of people and you do realise that they're not the right customer for you and that you can't really help them with what they're asking for. And then when you refer them to someone else, they're so grateful because you've helped them, but perhaps not in the way you thought you would, but you've helped them to actually find what they needed and they might then refer you to another person who will say well she wasn't helpful for me with this particular problem but she might be able to help you with blood because absolutely listen to them and you've cared about them and yeah that listening is so important in that that process well it's it's the whole I'm saying that I'm sure you know you've probably heard of in there's you've got two ears and one mouth so you should listen (laughs) twice as much as you speak (laughs) that's That's an old one yeah, isn't that, that's what your teachers used to say when you're at school. <laughs> yeah, I've heard that. I know, I, 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 I've heard that many times. Yeah, that's right. It's, uh, it's so interesting. And, you know, that, that whole concept of, um, you know, giving people what they need, getting them to talk about themselves. I remember seeing Tony Robbins once talking to, about a boy who was, supposedly he was dyslexic and he couldn't, do what he needed to do at school and the teachers were really frustrated with him and so he started talking to the boy about what he loved and he said what do you love what are you excited about and the young boy started talking about how he loved to skateboard and so Tony was talking about okay tell me about skateboarding so the boy was like I can do this and I can do that blah blah and he said maybe write down for me what type of skateboard you like and so he's writing down and then he said maybe you could draw for me like you doing something on skateboard and so the boy was drawing a skateboard and him on the skateboard and anyway turns out he wasn't dyslexic at all like he just wasn't doing something that made him passionate he was he was being given these tasks to do that didn't resonate with him and then he actually was um you know struggling with the learning part of it because he wasn't being given it in a way that actually suited him and it's the same with with our clients you know if you give someone ask them the questions they can tell you what it is that they're struggling with and then you can go, how do I fit my puzzle pieces into resolving their issue? That's kind of the a visual <laughs> that I have when I'm talking to my clients. Yeah, and I, this, look, I've got another little um, example or, or sort of a case study that just came into my mind as you're talking about that. And I, I didn't put this one in the book, although I remember thinking about it. Mm-hmm. Um, you think about, you know, you go to the markets and there's different people selling different things. And, and market stall is a really interesting study in selling. And uh, I've, I've worked with some friends who have market stores and, and helped them, you know, do better at what they do. But I, I remember one time I was at the market here on the Sunshine Coast and there was a, a guy selling kitchen gadgets. Yeah. And I think we've all seen them. Usually, usually, no, it doesn't have to be, always be a bloke, but, you know, they've got a little microphone on um, and they, they seem to talk and talk and talk. They gift of the gab and it does this, it does that. And all the time they're talking, they're, they're peeling things and <laughs> making little curly bits and then they're just pushing that aside and they're changing the gadget. They're making, um, you know, squares and then long th- and just 
going on and on and on about kitchen gadgets and they get you to the point very very clever where you think you have to have one yeah, uh, yeah. You, you must have that kitchen gadget yes and then you st then as a you know as a person potentially buying and then i think but i don't cook uh, and I don't have a kitchen or you know, whatever it might be that I'm actually not his ideal customer. Right. But the way he's selling, mm. he's making it, you know, he's looking for ways to get me to buy that is it pushy or is it simply that he's so passionate about his gadget that, right. okay, you don't have a kitchen and you don't cook, but you might know somebody who has a kitchen and who can cook and then it's a great gift. Yeah. yeah. You know, and, and you know, it, and if you buy today, I'll throw in an extra one free, which means you've got Christmas all sorted for presents, you know, and all that sort of stuff. And then you sort of think, well, he's got a point. So is it pushy? Is mm. it aggressive? Or is it simply he's so passionate and he shares what he does and he helps you see things differently? So there's no, there's no right or wrong answer there. Sure. But, you know, is that a good example or a bad example of selling? Well, to me, it's, it's clever. Yes. But as a consumer and as someone who's thinking of buying, you've also got to, um, you know, you've got to be confident in saying, in knowing when to say no as well. Mm, that's interesting because I have been taken in by the uh, gadget man. <laughs> I think everybody has because you think one day I might use that gadget. I might, you know, and probably most people end up keep putting it in their cupboard but and one day you might use it but it is an interesting conversation around do you need it <laughs> or, or not but um but in terms of the person who's selling it and his intention is for people to buy that product mm. he is getting his intended outcome which is for people to buy the product whatever well, whatever method he's using and the and the passion because you don't have to stay there and watch him do the demonstration, but he is engaging. And that's one of the things that is important too, is being engaging in your presentation of your product, whatever, or your sale, your service. So the, the question I have for him is what does, he, what does he want? Does he want people to buy his gadget or does he want people to create fabulous or save time in their kitchen? Yep. So yep. all the, you know, earning the money or the out, an outcome is always money. You know, we're not we're not in business to um, to do everything for free. So yeah. you know, an outcome is money. But uh, you know, if he very passionate, very nicely, it's 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 the way you sell. Mm. It's not just the fact that you sell. And I think that's where the people where, you know, that's why I wrote the book is selling with heart because we all know we have to sell. Mm. But if you sell with heart and sincerity, particularly when times are tough, yep. then people don't feel like they've been sold. Yes. And that's the thing too, isn't it? It's feeling comfortable in that space of presenting yourself, however you present yourself. And if yeah. if he's comfortable with presenting himself in that way and if his outcome is only to sell 200 gadgets <laughs> and that's then he's getting his outcome, isn't he? Um, yeah. I guess it's a bit different in terms of ideal clients. Um, he It wouldn't matter so much for that particular thing but for the lady who's the beautician mm. would matter more like she doesn't want somebody necessarily as a regular client I mean obviously your intention is to keep people coming back and um, particularly for a beautician 
But for the gadget guy, you know, people aren't going to be coming back and buying another gadget, really. Or writing a referral for him. Right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But um, so I guess my next question is around, you know, and we're kind of getting into that now, you know, what's your wish or intention, you know, when you um, think about people reading the book, what is it that you hope that they will gain from reading the book? Ultimately, I want them to feel confident that Great. it is okay to sell. Yep. Uh, I want them to feel confident that they have, uh, you know, they have their own superpowers to share. Yeah. And so they may be wanting to gain more confidence to sell. But part of what I talk about in the book is selling yourself first yeah. before you even get into your product. Now, we, we all know the expression, people will do business with people they know, like and trust. Yeah. They have to get to know you first. Mm -hmm. And it's a bit like... Um, going on a first date yeah are you going to get married on the first date you know there there is time you need time to get to know somebody first before you know things progress mm. that's it that's it that's part of any good relationship um and so you you, you are not going to necessarily sell every time at, at that first um, you know, straight off the bat, like the guy in the market. Um, so getting to know you and allowing yourself to be known mm. is a really hard thing for a lot of people, particularly women, I have to say, because yeah. we've been brought up, um, generally speaking, uh, brought up to, uh, unfortunately, I was told to be seen and not heard. So yep. sort of the old way, particularly yeah. for a woman. I mean, who, who are you? It's the imposter syndrome. Mm. We're not feeling good enough to be, well, how can I put, how can I be an author? Yes. Who am I to be an author? Yep. yep. Um, who's going to you know, listen to me? Who's going to listen to me? Who really cares? And, yeah. you know, it's all of those doubts that go through your mind. Similarly with selling, how could I start a business? Okay, I'll start a business because I'm really passionate about, uh, you know, trans as a beautician to transform people's lives. But who am I to sell it? Mm -hmm. Who am I to talk about it? Yeah. It's okay to serve, but it's not okay to sell. Yes. Mm. That's yes. That, that belief system that we need to practice. It is a belief system. Yeah, good, good point. And having said that, though, selling effectively is all about being of service. Absolutely, yes. But it's it's changing that connection in your mind, isn't it? To it it is. So there's, as, you know, as we said before, a lot of mindset goes into this, a lot of changing beliefs. Um, there's a lot of very, what I'd call masculine, not just because blokes have, have written it, but very masculine, very process-driven sales books, sales self-help books out there on the shelves. Yeah. What I wanted to do is really balance that with a feminine energy, not just because I'm a woman. I, I wouldn't even... I'd say I'm. I grew up and, and worked through all of that masculine world. Mm. But to get a feminine energy to balance out the masculine, yep. there are blokes out there that don't want to be yeah. pushing aggressive either. Absolutely, absolutely. Because um, clients are not all male or they're not all female. You know, we have a mixture. We have a mixture of styles of people. We have a mixture of introverts and extroverts, and you know, it's getting a balance right. But to do that, it's really interesting to understand yourself first Yes. Um, as to how you are so that you are not about tipping one way or the other yourself. And if you can learn to balance yourself out and your approaches, then you're going to serve more people mm. uh, and allow them to get to know, like and trust you a lot more easily because you're not, um, I guess, alienating one or the other. 
Right. So a balance of masculine and, and feminine energy mm-hmm. uh, it's, is where I wanted to take the book. Yeah. Um, and that's great. I love yeah. that element of, um, you know, that was one of the things I noticed straight away was that it was coming from that place of heart-centeredness. And male or female, in terms of whoever it is that's doing it, if you have that balance of masculine and feminine, you can, you know, connect with more people. And I love that. I love that that element of it. So, um, yeah. So where can we find you? That's the question. Where can we buy? Yeah, kincousins.com, very easily on my website. Um, it is all available on Amazon. Um, you can buy on Amazon as well as ebook and audiobook. Uh, I, there's a whole bunch of other places, I think Goodreads and a whole bunch of other things. I always talk about Amazon because that's where I go um, <laughs> when I want to buy something. Um, yeah. So it's sort of available everywhere now, which is fantastic. And, of course, via the ORP, um, Ocean yes. Reef website as well. Correct. But, um, that's fantastic, Kim, and congratulations. I know how much of a process it is to, to write a book. I did it myself. I know. <laughs> I love how- your book. <laughs> how challenging it is and thank you for for that um i look forward to catching up with you very soon again and uh thank you for joining me on the chinterview uh series and um good luck with um selling with heart thank you so much thanks pip and i love the chinterview idea that's great <laughs> <laughs> thanks son i'll see bye. you soon bye bye